1: So let's get on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to the show The Bob and Sherry Show. With Bob. Here's what I do I talk on radio. And Sherry.
2: And who are the most important women in broadcasting.
1: <laughs> and now, broadcasting from the Palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry.
2: Well, I sound like an annoying maniac. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's the role I play. Nice to have everyone with us.
0: <laughs> I don't think annoying is fair. Just maniac? Yeah. I was on Mental Floss, and um, I came upon a list of foods that have been discontinued, but you had them when you were like a kid, and you really still miss them. Okay, so what are they? Let's run through some of these. Go. Um, pudding Pops. Which very oh, unfortunate kidding. despite yeah. you know the
2: Bill Cosby. Yeah, thing. right. So they Jell O Puddin Pops. Is that right? I remember those, yeah.
0: Did you still like jello pudding pops? You
2: know, I, I we didn't get them very much. No, those were for rich people. Yeah. I, I wasn't again them, but yeah. um you know, you I just had, didn't have much experience with it.
0: You had ShopRite chocolate yeah, flavored food
2: bars. That's right. Where it wasn't that rich chocolate. No. You know, it was, it was just brown. It was brown. It was that's brown, right?
0: Though. In case you had any doubts, <laughs> yeah. it was definitely brown. What flavor is this? Well it's brown. It's brown. Um <laughs> Dunk Dunkaroos. Do you remember Dunkaroos? No. So here's the here's the concept behind Dunkaroos. It's a packet that has cookie, like small cookies on one side mm-hmm. and then a cup of frosting.
2: Oh, dip yeah, the cookie that's the right. And what could not be better than that for a kid?
0: Dunkaroos. Yeah. Strawberry and banana flavored bubble yum. I do. No. I do remember that. Bubble yum. Bubble yum was one of those things where you put it in your mouth and it was the most intense explosion of flavor for.
2: Three seconds. 30. 30 yeah. seconds <laughs> yeah, tops. right. That's right.
0: And then your jaw hurt. It from was. Trying to and it was done. It. Yeah. Zima. People put Zima down.
2: Huh. Yeah, they tried to bring it back, yeah. When I was in college, we were the
3: test market for Zima. So they had like Zima, you know. The Zima girls would come to every event that they would have around ASU, and I'll we'd be get,
0: damned. ASU was the test <laughs>
3: market. <yeah>. Well, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And we were the we were the free, you know. So you would get free Zimas, and of course, as a starving college student, you would take all the free Zima and Taco yeah. Bell you could get.
2: You so. know, in in defense of whoever did PR for Zima, ASU, Arizona State University, was the best choice to for test Zima. Zima. Well, because it's
0: hot there. You know, whoever, cold whoever was
2: in charge is reading Playboy magazine where they have this yearly thing about where are the, uh, you know, wildest colleges, the most fun colleges. And ASU is always at the top of the list.
3: Well, when I was going to ASU, um, <laughs> the dean of the university, last name was Coors. <laughs> so right? you know we had laddie Coors was our dean of of, a, of, of the university <laughs>
0: that's like something out of animal house but
3: really it, it was is, cool because yeah. occasionally we would see him out in public like at a bar
2: what was he drinking
3: dean Coors at the yeah, bar he was i don't know if he was drinking Coors, but you know he'd be having a cold beverage
2: yeah that was always weird when you would see um i mean not so much a dean of a university mm-hmm. but there would be when my father had the bar there would be teachers who would come in and sit at the bar and have a shot in a beer I'd look over and there's my math teacher.
0: I to this day cannot call a teacher by his or her first name. If I saw a teacher in a bar, I would leave the bar to give that teacher some privacy and dignity to get the Oh
2: I never approached them. It was it was just weird in the afternoon after he finished teaching that he'd go to my father's bar and have
0: a (laughs) I ran into one of my older daughter's elementary school teachers and I was like, Mr. So-and-so. And he goes, please call me Jay. I said, no
2: can do. Mr. So-and-so. I know. It's one of those jobs, isn't it? Can't do it.
0: Um, The next food item is Purple Saurus Rex Kool-Aid. And now I'm going to tell you all the coolest thing I learned about Kool-Aid on the TV show Mysteries at the Museum. So I got home from dance um, late, I don't know, four or five nights ago. And Kev was asleep in front of Mysteries at the Museum. And I watched um, as they went behind the scenes to the guy that invented Kool-Aid. His bosses said to him, "We would like to have a carbonated version of Kool-Aid, to where when you add water to it, it'll become soda. Oh yeah, right, powdered soda. Yeah,
2: what rather than the watery sort of
0: yeah. So he experimented, you know, with adding carbon di- mm-hmm. dioxide and all this stuff in the lab, and it just they even brought it to market at one point, but it was like flat soda. You know, it only mm-hmm. had the tiniest kick. Right. And so he's in the he's in the lab and he's making stuff in his test tubes and his beakers. And he's got this um, byproduct of his experiments. It's a fruit flavored, sugary, carbonized, ver- uh, uh, crystallized version of carbon dioxide. And he's looking at it and he, he just gets a wild notion and he picks up a handful of these crystals and he pops them in his mouth and his whole face lights up, and that's how Pop Rocks candy was
2: invented. Is that right? Is Yeah.
0: Is that not yeah. the coolest little fun fact?
2: Right, right.
0: Did not know that? He
2: probably knew instantly kids would love that.
0: And at the time that Pop Rocks was invented, it was like in, I guess, the early late 1950s, early 1960s, when... There was this giant fetish for, you know, atomic everything, Mm -hmm. the atomic world of the future. Mm -hmm. So they originally marketed this invention as atomic candy. That's smart. But nowadays... That will be a tough sell because we all think of, like, Chernobyl.
2: Right, right.
0: And nobody wants Chernobyl poison, Chewies.
2: No, poison in your mug. So,
0: so let's pause here, and I'll come back, and we'll tell you the rest of these. All right. Um, that sounds good. Most popular discontinued foods. And that is where pop rocks come from, kids.
1: It's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry store, you have the freedom to buy whatever you want. Freedom. Like Bob and Sherry caricature mugs, grocery bags, phone cases, true weird stuff swag, the book of Bob, plus much, much more. Freedom at the Bob and Cherry store no one will tell you what you got to do
4: no one can tell you what you got to do no one knows better
1: than you. get all this stuff at bobandcherry.com on the shop tab that's the bob and cherry store at bobandcherry.com
5: leave us a talk back talk back with the free bob and cherry app here's bob and cherry these are um some foods that people um,
0: shared with mental floss the website that uh, they ate as kids that have been discontinued, that they've really loved. We've already talked about Dunkaroos and Jello o Puddin' Pops and Banana Bubble Yum and Zima and Purple Source Rex Kool-Aid. Kudos bars. Um, you probably, if I showed you the package, would remember kudos bars. Here's what a kudos bar is. It's not a candy bar. It sounds like one. Well, it kind of is a candy bar It's a granola bar Right, I know what they are uh, With milk chocolate, chocolate chips, nutty fudge, peanut mm-hmm. butter and,
2: I know what they are You know what? Like
0: everything I was, but M&M's and You
2: know that. what? I was surprised at that was part of my childhood I walked through the aisle of a supermarket about a year ago And I've seen it several times since And I saw a jar of marshmallow fluff I would have thought that that was gone And it's not I it's, almost, st- it's still available
0: I almost bought a jar the other night when I was grocery shopping. Did you? I just happened to stop and there it was like on the display.
2: A fluffer nutter.
0: And because uh, it was like National Fluffer Nutter Day last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I looked at it. You know, sometimes like you should never go um, grocery shopping when you're sugar crashing. That's true. Because instead of bringing home like broccoli and pork chops, you bring home kudos bars and marshmallow fluff.
2: And the marshmallow fluff jar, for people who don't know, it's it's like the inside of marshmallows in a jar, it's just the it's just a creamy marshmallow, and and you put it on white bread along with peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter, and you got a fluffer nutter. So the jar is the size of a pumpkin.
0: I almost, I, mean, it's big. I almost bought the jar, and I knew that I don't want you know I don't want my kid to have it, and I knew I would take some grief for it. So I'm standing there looking at it, and I thought I've got some plastic spoons in the car. I bet I could eat this on the way home. And as I thought that, um, I came outside my body. And looked down on myself and said, you're contemplating eating a jar of whipped marshmallows on the ride home. Without someone, anyone knowing. In secret. Yeah. Someone needs a day off.
2: It's like you're hiding alcohol or drugs or something.
0: Good grief. All right. Next on the list, the PB Max Candy Bar. Um, they came out in like, I don't know, the late 80s or early 90s. Peanut butter on top of a whole grain cookie covered in milk chocolate. Where's that today? That sounds, that sounds pretty delicious.
2: And it didn't make it didn't have stain power. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Crystal Pepsi.
2: Oh, I remember that.
1: Wasn't that it was just Pepsi? That was clear. Clear yeah. Pepsi. Yeah. without the brown color. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was just a gimmick.
1: I think they brought it back like a retro they did.
2: thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah.
0: Why didn't that go? Is it was it just too weird?
2: I think once you discovered that it tasted like Pepsi, it was like no big deal. So it wasn't like a taste sensation. It was Pepsi, right? And one of the appeals of cola drinks is that they're brown. They look like cola. So much of food is visual. Yeah, it like is. Like
0: there are certain foods that you love that are really delicious, but you wouldn't eat them if they were dark blue there's certain or pizzas. chartreuse screen or there's, whatever. There's
2: certain pizzas. Just the look of it, I'm not saying that's the main rush that you get. But if it's good pizza and it looks a certain way, like if I see a pizza, and it goes back to my childhood, and they've cooked it, and, and the edges are a little blackened, and they have like bubbles on certain slices, to me, that's much more appealing then, than something just flat.
0: How about um, flat, and I don't know why school lunchrooms do it, I guess, because you can get more servings. How about a flat, paper-thin rectangle?
2: Of pizza, pizza. where
0: the sauce is more orange than red. Yeah, you just look at that and know that's not going. to I know it. All right, next up, Good and Fruity. Do you remember Good and Fruities? No, they were like a super fruity version of Mike and Ike's. Hmm. They were like little cat, little gummy capsules covered in wax. Were
2: were they? (laughs) Were they like Good and Plenty? But, yeah, they, but they, but they, they were they didn't, fruity They weren't licorice Oh, licorice. okay, yeah
0: And then the last thing uh, that people miss is E.T. cereal from General Mills And I can't remember, I've eaten it I can't remember what it tasted like I mean, if it tasted like Captain Crunch or Honey Smacks I don't, have, I don't remember
2: Are cereals for kids not the most bizarre thing I mean, have you walked down an aisle and looked at the crazy creatures that are on the boxes? And obviously they test them with kids, but like an an, an insane bird, a pirate. Oh, like
0: Toucan yeah, Sam? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah.
2: All right, so uh, gone but not forgotten, right?
0: So with, which of those, if you could pick any one of those to come back, would it be? Oh, Puddin pops. dunk well, you were never allowed to have Puddin'
2: Pops. You know, I would pick Puddin' Pops, I think.
4: Woodenpops yeah. would seem the most likely. Yeah,
2: that would be my yeah. favorite yeah.
1: Okay, everybody. You've got the
6: best. Hi, nice. hello, radio. The
1: best of Bob and Sherry.
5: Hey, hey, hey. Let's go. Harvesting idiots from around the globe.
1: You stupid moron.
5: It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Oh.
2: Very famously, years ago, Sherry said, you know, these days, with some of the people out there, you just shouldn't go out of your home. And this is the perfect example. Have you ever seen one of those, usually on part of a highway, big sign red that says wrong way? Well, that's what this is all about. This is Akaloosa County, Florida. A Florida woman has been charged with aggravated battery after deputies say, She deliberately drove into oncoming traffic, which led to a crash. It was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. She is 20-year-old Anesia Gines. Deputies say Gines was driving the wrong way, listen to this, deliberately swerving to try to collide with oncoming traffic. Eventually, Gines slammed into a Toyota. The 71-year-old driver suffered significant but non-life-threatening injuries. Thank God for that, and thank God for a well-made car. An off-duty deputy said he tried to detain Gines as she began to walk away from the scene when he grabbed her. Now, she just drove right into a car. She was going after cars. She drove right into the 71-year-old guy. The, The officer tried to detain her, and she says, why are you touching me? He replied, because you could have killed someone. The deputy said Gines showed no sympathy. Instead, she blamed the other drivers, saying it was their bad. They are driving their bad. <laughs> the right way. She is driving evidently. Either she didn't realize it for a while, or then she just was so angry at whatever in the world that she drove into this guy. Um, Giants, of course, was uninjured from the crash, and refused to walk to the patrol car. Now they don't say how they got her in the patrol car, but I got a pretty good idea. She has been charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon.
0: Um, I mean, you really can't leave the house.
2: It's I know. Just, I know. It's just you, oh, true. Yeah. You're, try- you're trying to go to the supermarket, and, and here comes a car right at you. I
1: mean, I don't know. What this is.
0: Today's moron of the day is the former town facilities director of Cohasset, Massachusetts. Why did 39-year-old Nadeem Nahaz lose his job as the town's manager? Well, that's because he set up a crypto mining operation in the crawl space at the town's combination middle and high school. He went into the crawl space... Um, and he is now charged with using fraudulently using the school's electricity to run his crypto mining operation. Because here's the thing about mining for like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency
4: yeah. it takes
0: a lot of power, a lot of computing yeah, power, yeah. a lot of electricity right. power. And he sure didn't want to do it on his own dime. And that's why he went into the crawl space and they found electrical wires, ductwork, and so many computers. That seemed out of place in a dank crawl space.
2: I know where he got him.
0: Yeah, and that's how he got caught. So it was his cryptocurrency mining operation, and he was wired into the school's electrical system. The Coast Guard and the Department of Homeland Security were called in to remove and examine the equipment and to make sure that all he was doing was stealing vast amounts of electricity to mine for Bitcoin. He is you know, today's moron of the day.
2: I don't understand anything about Bitcoin. We talked about this before. I also don't understand the mining. Can, can you mine for whatever that material is that they use for Bitcoins, like anywhere? I mean, could Mary and I go in the backyard and start mining for Bitcoin? I thought it was something like in parts of Africa or somewhere where they had a certain type of uh, mineral content.
0: Bitcoin isn't an imaginary virtual currency, not anything that you actually dig out of the earth. Crypto is a virtual make-believe currency that we've all gotten together and agreed we're going to count as money. The way that you Bitcoin, the way you mine for Bitcoin, this is why it takes so much electricity and computer processing power. Um, Crypto mining is this you're like validating transactions and creating new cryptocurrency when you do it, and that cryptocurrency has value. You have people out in the desert, off the grid, mining for Bitcoin in campers. You have people what? in their basements ha- that have a few laptops yoked together mining for little bits of crypto here and there. How do and they there. do
2: it? I don't understand how they do it. I, I don't understand what what what's this the is not, is the material is the material in the ground everywhere.
0: It's not in the ground at all. It's online. It's a virtual, imaginary, make-believe currency. And we use the term mining because these computers, these processors, are crawling the web doing these crypto transactions that generates more crypto. If you make me explain this anymore, whole squadrons of human beings are going to drive their cars off a cliff. This is, like, excruciating. Yeah, But here's what you need to know, Bob. No matter how deep you dig in the backyard of your house, and no matter how hard you make that woman you're married to work in the sun, you will never, you could dig for a thousand years and you will never dig up a single piece of
1: crypto. And that is my promise to you.
2: <laughs> I don't want to talk about this.
1: So- <laughs> Coming up on the show. Bob, can I make you feel a little better? When I first yeah. heard about computer viruses, I was like, germs are getting in the computer? What? <laughs> <laughs> It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast,
5: podcast on the free Bob and Cherry app. I want to shout out all of our
0: Alaska listeners. I've actually been to Joint Base Elmendorf richardson which is near Anchorage. It's huge. It's like a city. It's massive. And on the base are not just like military facilities and housing, but Shopping centers and stores and gas stations, and a Krispy Kreme delivery truck driver was on the base delivering freshly made hot Krispy Kreme donuts to one of the stores. And he left the doors open of the Krispy Kreme donut truck Mm. and went inside. And a mama bear and one of her cubs also headed into the Krispy Kreme (laughs) delivery truck. The bears ate the donut holes and some other donuts. They absolutely ignored the banging on the side of the van that was supposed to scare them away. (laughs) And who can blame them? Who can blame them? If I'm inside a Krispy Kreme donut truck cramming them into my face, I'm ignoring that banging too. Um, The driver said, I'm beating on the van and they're not moving. I could hear them tearing open the packages and everything. This is my favorite part. The delivery driver, it's a woman said, they didn't even care about the mess. Well, girl, that's because they're (laughs) bears. (laughs)
2: <laughs> listen, listen, I, I think uh, all of us going to identify with the Bears because I've seen yes. people on four lane highways. If they look over and see hot donuts now, they're cutting right across the four lanes
4: just like they, that.
0: They had to call base security. The MPs arrived and the MPs began um, sound using sirens to scare away the Bears. The Bears came out. When the bears were done and not a minute sooner. They didn't care <laughs> well, they about your the mouth. Yeah.
7: Yeah, they didn't exactly. care about
0: your sirens, your military police, the banging. The bears were like, Hold up, we're almost finished here. And that's how good a freshly made Krispy Kreme donut is. And I love that delivery driver who was outraged that the bears made a mess and didn't care. It's
5: Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. Today is the day that we're going to talk about
0: how to have the ultimate happy relationship with yourself. And there's even like a famous song. I don't know what this is called, but but listen to this. I've never been to me. There you go. Listen to
4: this. you never do but i wish
2: <laughs> my goodness!
1: My, my. Did she say did she, that she, she, she took she just the hand that she, of, a of a preacher man, man. and she made love Yeah, she was. Yeah. A, she was a call girl, is what she was. Is that what this is about? That's what this is about. And so she's Are you saying, kidding me? No, that, that's what this is about. And so she's, just listen to me. your eyes, won't you share a part of a weary
4: heart? has lived a million lives Oh, I've been to Nice and the Isle of Greece while I sipped champagne on a yacht I moved like Harlow in Monte Carlo and showed them what I've got I've been undressed by King
2: to paradise but i've never been to me oh my wow. goodness <laughs> yeah. wow. you know, let, let me just say um i've been to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i asked for
2: a better room <laughs>
1: right.
0: i've been to me and i just i gave it a review on yelp and was like i don't know four out of yeah. ten don't really recommend yeah. um all right here are the steps to have a great relationship with yourself you don't not only do you not need another person to complete you, but if you if you are unhappy inside yourself, no other person can fix that, right? Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Yes. That we other people can't fix us. We can only fix ourselves. Number one, right. every single day, do one thing, however small, that makes you happy. Do one, make yourself a priority. Number two, get you a hobby if you don't already have one. Number three, you haven't been out on a date in a while. How about you take yourself out on a date? Give yourself the thing that you want other people to give you, like the Miley Cyrus song, Flowers. You want to go for a walk on the beach? Walk on the beach. Buy your own flowers. Don't wait for someone else to give you what it is your heart wants. You get it to yourself. Laugh every single day. And if, if you are in a life where there's not a lot of laughing, you need to get you on some YouTube and find some puppy videos or some kids doing silly things, you need to laugh. Number or the five. Bob and
2: Sherry show. Bob and Sherry show. We get that all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm there going, you go. <laughs> I'm going through difficult times. I put on your show and I, uh, I get a good laugh.
0: Number five, spend time with like-minded people. People have similar interests to you. People that, you know, are looking at life the same way you are. Because that's more likely to get you where you want to be than hoping that some random stranger that you swipe on a dating app is going to be that person. This right. next one, go outside and go for a walk. It does Definitely. great things for your brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, and here's where we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose a lot of people because we all know we should sit down and write a weekly gratitude list, but how many of us do it? When was the last time you sat down and wrote something you were grateful for?
2: <clears throat> well, I mean, I thank God every day for little things. Okay, that wasn't things.
0: the question.
2: Well, it kind of is. I don't have a gratitude. I've never had a gratitude list. I'm sorry. I'm just, there you go. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm, I am I I'm. mean, I've been to me, but I've not been to a pad and a pen and wrote a gratitude well, list. Well, um,
0: you've been to you, but it sounds like you've not been to Staples, and that's something for you to think about. Yeah, okay.
2: right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Max. <laughs> I thought
2: my line that i had been to me and then I asked for a better room. I thought, I thought that was one of the solid, better things solid. I've come up with recently. I got, I got nothing for it.
0: Tell you what, when you get
1: you a pen and a piece of paper, you can write down how grateful gonna you are. I'm going to write that down with that yeah,
2: line. Yeah. Something you, for it. Get- you
1: made people laugh, maybe not us, but you made other people laugh. Oh,
2: maybe not us. <laughs> well, you're the, excuse- oh, I, that's right. I have to, now I have to, I have to have like the, the, uh grown-up version of an imaginary friend. (laughs) You could do worse. You could do worse. (laughs) Uh, Listen to all of you in your cars wherever you are, you are my imaginary friends. Yes, and I love you and I need you.
0: Max, this one's going to be really hard for you. This is the final step in having a great relationship with yourself You have to, every single day, say positive things to yourself. That'll never work. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're supposed to say, repeat after me, Max. Say, I love who I am.
1: I love who I am. I deserve happiness. I deserve happiness.
0: I am a
1: desirable human. I am a desirable human baby. Who is this artist, by the way? I don't name even is, know. Her name is Charlene. Charlene. Did she
0: have any other hit songs? Not
1: to my knowledge, but I haven't, I haven't Wikipedia'd her.
8: Man, is this for, the 70s? I asked for a
1: better It room. was, the 70s.
0: You know, they say that the pot is stronger now, but I'm not sure I believe it. I <laughs> can't understand the people in the 70s. That was a wild time.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what part of it was? When, in all seriousness, that's when the movies became much more risque because the uh, movie codes were dropped in the late 60s. The 70s picked it up. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: The Bob and Sherry website, the Oddcast. contest info, BobandSherry.com. We were just talking
0: about uh, teenage drivers and. Uh, It reminded me of the experience I had renting a car to go see my mom. And we land at the Vegas airport and it's, we landed about 10 o'clock at night. And by the time we take the shuttle to where the rental cars are and get through all of that, it's close to 11 walk Mm -hmm. into the rental car terminal at McCarran airport. The lines are insane. And I am watching people fighting with budget employees. There's Mm -hmm. this woman she she looked like one of the real housewives of something. She was tiny and flawless and furious. Her man is up there wrangling with the budget employee. She's walking around yelling into her cell phone, yelling back at the employees. One guy was like, I'm reporting you to the Better Business Bureau. Now, I'm in line. I'm about 16 people back in line. And I thought, I don't even know what's going to happen when I get up to the front of the line. I have a feeling I'm going to get up to the front of the line and they're going to give me a huffy bike. and a a hat to wear (laughs) as I pedal through the desert. Like something has completely gone off the rails here at budget rental car. It's finally my turn. And the employee says to me, how can I help you? And he had a beautiful accent, but I don't know where he was from. I couldn't place his accent, but it was very musical and very pretty. And I said, I handed him my driver's license and I said, I have a reservation. Let's just see what's going to happen. So he clicks on the keyboard and he goes, yes, I have found your reservation. Yes. He said, how is your night going? And I said, well, it, it's, it's OK. I mean, you know, I got here in one piece. And he said, have you come to Las Vegas to lose yourself and make memories? And I said, actually, no, I've come to visit my mom who took a bad fall and has been locked up alone in the desert for over a year. And he, he stopped typing and he looked at me and he said, he said, the
2: party begin.
0: (laughs) He stopped typing and he said, there is nothing more blessed in this world than the love of a mother and the love of a child for its mother. And I will now pray to God for your mother's healing and God is good. And perhaps God will hear my prayers. So I, I looked at him and I said, well, I appreciate that. And I know my mom would appreciate that. She's very devout. So he's typing away and he said, I have the news for you. He said, I am changing your vehicle. I am upgrading you to a Ford Explorer. Do you know what a Ford Explorer is? And I said, yeah, I do. And I had, by the way, I had rented a Toyota Corolla for $1,000 a day. Like it was just ridiculous. Are you kidding? He said, I am moving you to a Ford Explorer. Do you know what a Ford Explorer is? And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, it is the car the police drive. And while you are here visiting your mother in Las Vegas, you can pretend to be a bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I all st- right so he's he's slowly
2: <laughs> learning the culture here i, I, mean, I started
0: you know. i started laughing i said that's about as bad a girl as i'm going to be he said and furthermore he spoke very formal english he said and furthermore i will also tell you that i am off the clock everything is bad here tonight and i offered to stay to help all these customers that are in this line i said i know and i'm sorry people have been yelling at you and they've been really wow. angry he wow. said, he said, people are angry, but they're tired from traveling. He said, so I am giving you the bad girl car and I'm also changing your rate. I had the bad girl mobile for five days for three ninety nine. dollars
2: Get out of
1: here.
0: I walk out to the lot to get it. I look at it. It has like, like a hundred miles on it. I've never driven a Ford Explorer before. It was like the Mama jamma bad girl tank of the ages And we jumped in that and cruised through the desert to go visit my mom. And the last thing he said to me is he said, goodbye. Goodbye. I am praying for your mother. If budget calls you, you could tell them that I did a good job. I was like, budget. I'm telling anybody that'll listen what a great job you did. But yeah, so for five days, I cruised through the desert feeling
5: like a bad girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry.
5: Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com.
2: We have with us right now Desiree, and she contacted Max and said that she was listening to Lamar and that Lamar has a new fantastic camper, and she wanted to talk to him about it and maybe give him a little advice. Desiree, are you there? I am. Where, where are you uh, calling from? Where do you live?
6: Um, I live in Ohio, um, southeastern uh-huh. Ohio.
2: Very good. Well, thank you for listening. And let's put you together with Lamar. Lamar, can you hear Desiree?
7: I can. Hey, Desiree, how you doing?
6: I'm doing good, Lamar. How are you?
7: I'm fine. I got friends from up that direction. I think I'm supposed to say OH to you.
6: I O. oh. Ah, there you go. Okay.
7: <laughs> Boy, is that, she didn't miss a second or beat no. on that listen, one. Listen, listen, listen. Let me just go ahead and say these Ohio State people. If anybody follows football, I don't know if they're everywhere. But in the South, they travel in pockets. Everywhere you go, there's Ohio <laughs> State fans. There's just I, well, some of our best friends in our small group are Ohio State fans. I'm like, y'all are like a cult or something. I don't know. Everywhere you go, they're it's everywhere. True. So it's true. yeah.
6: So, it's true. so being born in Florida and now being a Yankee, right? The reason we travel in, in groups in the South is because we're Yankees. Okay, we're gonna stick together anyway down there. <laughs> it's very it's, it's very, very thing. smart. It's very, very yeah. smart. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so, Desiree, what did you want to uh, impart to uh, Lamar about his new endeavors with the camper?
6: Well, first of all, welcome to the camping world. It's a lot of fun. Um, you share a lot of your experiences with us in a very comical way, so I hope you have humor um, still when I tell you this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you were describing your campsite and then when I looked at the uh, picture, I noticed that you guys were, were pretty excited to decorate and that you have your flamingo lights up. Is that right? Okay. Well, there's this urban myth out there, but I can tell you after six years of camping, it's not such a myth, that flamingos and pineapples are a very common signal that you are swingers.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
7: You know, I gotta be honest with you, you have just wrapped this camping thing up another
6: night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And and then we, we add to the fact that you're going to adult only campsites and you're really putting it out there. So Boy,
2: Desiree is calling it the way it is. Oh, so
6: well I'll tell you so if you see you know those cute little like garden flags that are on little wrought iron poles yeah and so if you see a pineapple that's upside down they'll hang their flag upside down that means they're looking for a swinger party if you see where they're putting pineapples and flamingos out it means that might be a location for a later party Um, and, and like I said you can look it up online some say it's an urban myth but I've seen it Um, And so I just want to make sure that you and Carla understand that there are a lot of really friendly people at campsites that will stop by and say hi. But with those flamingo lights out, they might be uh, just feeling you out a little bit.
7: i got to be honest. I noticed once we put the flamingos up, we was having a lot of company. A lot of company.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, like, Desiree. Lamar yeah. told us he he t- he was telling Bob he's like people are so friendly. I don't That's even true. have time to
6: watch TV.
2: Well, I think you now the we last know why. time we were together.
1: <laughs> about how
6: much well, let, me, let me think about it. So if you live that lifestyle, like isn't the camper like the perfect place to do it out in the campground away from your home neighborhood? Oh
7: right? yeah. Oh yeah. my so. word! You <laughs> are let, right. Let me let me just say this though. Let me just say this, Desiree. <sighs> It really seems to me that you know your way around a pineapple, okay? you know a lot about the pineapple
6: right? I, I can say I can say that my husband and I have been propositioned in the past, um, really? and we were yes, and we were both rather shocked we were um, and we were separated at the time, so one asked me and the other asked him, and he was so shocked and slightly inebriated, his answer was. I don't think so. Oh! <laughs> and he was like, these I swing? And he was like, uh, I don't think so. And, I, and when I talked to him later, I'm like, the answer is no. It's just no. There's no thinking. <laughs> There's no discussion. It's just
7: no. Well, you know, in a situation like that. You know like what that- you
2: need to do? You know what you need to do, Lamar, is get those flamingos down, get the flag with the pineapple down, and get a flag with Mitt Romney's picture on it.
8: Okay? <laughs>
6: oh, Lord. <laughs> well, you know I'm not. I'm not one for telling you what to do. Leave your flamingos up. I'm just letting you know <laughs> aware wear. You know the attention that could bring. Maybe who knows? You and Carla are at a stage in your life where you know who knows. Who knows what you guys. Enjoy? So.
0: Just, you know, enjoy your time you, in the keeper. <laughs> hey, you know what, Desiree? Yay you. Thank you for being so open-minded and giving Lamar and Carla permission to explore and
7: experiment, Absolutely. you know?
6: Absolutely. Well, maybe you just didn't know that was, that was something you could explore in the campers. Absolutely. I mean,
7: you know okay. Okay. See, there, there must be two different camping books that you read. There must be the up, above board camping book and they must be the below board camping book i got to get a copy of that below board because all i've been reading is the above board so i, I don't yeah, we don't know yeah. we could stumble into something in a minute so you're telling me without with the with flamingos and the pineapples and all that if people come over and invite us over for potluck dinner it might be trouble is that what you say it just might be yeah. trouble
6: you just might want to ask what's on the menu. That's all.
2: Yeah. Wow. And speaking of the menu, I'd stop cooking <laughs> brats right away. If <laughs>
6: <laughs> wow, you
2: know, I, Desiree,
0: thank you. I'm he, Lamar is so fun. It never occurred to me that he was making so many new friends for another <laughs> reason. Right. Wow, yep.
7: that, that is and, amazing. And, wow. I am glad. This is this is an education. I thought you were going to give me some sort of tips on starting a fire. You have saved me a lot of <laughs> trouble right here. Let me just go ahead. <laughs> well, let,
6: well and let's you, let's say I, I camp with five kids, so I don't have to worry about too much of that. But you guys so, being an adult only site.
2: Let's yeah. let's end this way. Y'all do that Ohio thing again. You started off. Uh, oh, Ohio.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering what this really means now.
4: That'll be tomorrow's back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Desiree, and happy belated birthday, people's movie critic. Thank you. I know you, you celebrated a couple of days ago, but we haven't talked to you since. All right, coming up, coming up. The animals that know when you are being rude,
7: it's Bob and Sherry.
5: The Bob and Sherry website, the odd cast contest info,
7: BobandSherry.com. You know, I ran across something that is important to everybody in this room that we're talking to. Okay. Sleep. Okay. Do we not Sorry. all love sleep? Yes. We love oh. it. We can't get enough of it. Research right. has revealed the formula for a perfect night's sleep. You got a room temperature of 60 degrees.
1: Wow.
7: Curling up on your right hand side and Mm -hmm. a few pages of a good old fashioned book before bed. The study also revealed that to archive, archive, to achieve perfect sleeping conditions, you'll also need two pillows and a bedroom painted white. And for the perfect night's sleep, you should leave at least 37 minutes from the last time you looked at your phone before attempting to fall asleep. <laughs> your, your optimum sleeping time should be eight hours, and the perfect time to go to sleep is 1039. Anybody doing can I, all that?
2: Can, no. can I just say, if I have to remember all of that, I am so exhausted, I will get a good night's sleep, because <laughs> that's a workout. Holy cow. You know what jumped out at me, and it jumped out at Max, too? 60 degrees. 60. Sixty
7: degrees.
2: I mean, we set it at my,
7: sixty-eight at my house, but sixty. Yeah, whoo-hoo.
2: yeah, we've got it at about 68 I couldn't 68, sleep. For all
7: the money 69. I'm spending on the air
2: conditioner. I mean, exactly. that's just too much money. <laughs> I mean, when Mary sets it at sixty-eight, it's like for me when I get up in the morning, it's like we live in Ice Station Zebra. You know, I mean, it's 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 just incredibly cold. I can't imagine sixty degrees.
7: Carla that likes it. sounds right. really cold because I get up first and I turn the heat, turn it back up. That's why she likes
2: it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes it cold, but would wouldn't your bill, you just brought it up, wouldn't your bill just be through the roof?
7: <laughs> it would, it would.
2: At, especially would with they, a hot, you know, humid summer.
0: You know what's worse than a high air conditioning bill? Being murdered by your wife in a fit of homicidal menopausal true, you're rage.
2: Right about that. <laughs> true, oh, yeah. true, true, true. I mean, this is Bob and sherry
5: instant access to the podcast podcast fun size and more with the free Bob and sherry app
0: talk back time you can call the show toll-free at 84-52 sherry mm-hmm. or 833424 for the number Bob 8334244 BoB if you have our app which is free in Google Play in the App Store when you download it you'll see a little more Microphone in the bottom right corner of the screen. All you gotta do is tap that and talk, and the app will do the rest. Here we go.
1: Now it's time for the Bob and Sherry feature, simply known
8: as Bob, 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 ha, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. Today, as I do this? every single day, I was listening to your podcast, and I was so, so excited when you said that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was on Netflix. I rushed home. I was going to have my whole evening planned. I was going to watch it for free on Netflix. I searched and I searched in vain. It was not on Netflix. So I thought maybe you are mistaken. Everybody's mistaken once. I thought it was maybe on Amazon Prime. It was not unless I wanted to pay for it. I did not. Oh Bob, I'm so, so disappointed. Have a good night.
2: <laughs> How could I now? I hate to be wrong, and I don't know why I've been wrong so many starting in seventh grade, so many times. I just saw it I swear it's on Netflix. I, I saw it once and it was 495, and then I saw it again. Maybe, maybe it's on HBO. Um, I Jock, think it's on. Jock, can I think you it's while on we're HBO. doing this? Can, huh?
1: I think it's HBO because I've it's seen HBO. it. Yeah, I've seen it scrolling. Can I tell um, you something I noticed about this? Listen to what? the background. Am I mistaken, or is there a cat purring in this?
8: Let's hear it. It was not on Netflix, so I thought maybe you're mistaken. Everybody's mistaken once. I thought it was maybe on Amazon Prime. It was not unless I wanted to pay for it.
0: It, it does sound like a cat, cat purring. purring.
8: Yeah, it does.
0: And the cat is happy. The I'm not sure, but I'm glad,
2: to, I'm glad to hear those words again, so thank you. <laughs> you
1: know. the, cat, the cat's
0: egging you on. The cat's going, oh yeah, he's wrong yeah. again. Call. Call the show and it, tell yeah. him he's wrong.
1: But I imagine her. She's like she's like a James Bond villain stroking on a throne. Stroking the cat. Stroking the cat as she, she's telling how disappointed she is.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I was so this going is, to is watch a feature.
2: Bob, Bob, Bob. When I do something that it irritates somebody, or, or it's wrong. Can oh, we not have Mr. a feature like "Thank you, Bob," where, where, where you mustache. know Bob has suggested something?
0: Mister Mustache, he's
8: wrong again. I searched and I searched in vain. It was not on Netflix, mm. so I thought maybe you're mistaken. Everybody's mistaken once. Third time. I thought it was maybe on.
1: Mm. <sighs> All right. Uh.
2: I don't know what to say. It's, I guess it's on HBO, you know, and she probably doesn't get HBO. You know, she only gets Netflix and, and Amazon. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> well, so, uh, I,
0: it's a good movie, though. I think we can all agree on yeah. that. There
2: Am I right? Go. It's a really good
1: movie. I'm watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay, Mrs. Where, do, where do you see that? You could suggest that to her. Maybe she could, she could find that. I think that's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> well, give
2: me, give me a break. There are so many of these I'm, things. There's so trying, many. I'm trying know, to help right. you. I, I know you were. I'm going to have to write down all of these things. I'm going to have to carry a pad and a pencil. Oh, my goodness. Down.
0: That sounds like homework. We can't have that.
2: Yeah, you're right. I've been wrong on that, certainly, in the past. <laughs>
0: But you're right about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm like, I'm like 99 certain that without checking that that's Amazon streaming.
2: Do you watch? And that? You're right. Do you watch? Do you watch uh, um, Mrs. Maisel?
0: Not enough. Like I need to binge it because I'll watch mm-hmm. an episode, then a month will go by, and I'll watch an episode. It's just like
1: who mm-hmm. you I'll tell you what's coming up. I just do time up. for everything. The final season of Better Call Saul. I know. And I'm so if you, were a Breaking Bad fan. Apparently, this has lots of connections to that show in this final season.
0: The star where can we of... see that, Max? <laughs> That's on
1: AMC, Bob.
0: That's basic cable. The star of Better Call Saul, Bob Odenkirk, nearly died from a heart attack he recently. Did? Yeah, and I just read an interview with him where he said, "Coming back from this, I'm grateful to be here. I want to be more like the late Bob Saget. I want to sp- I want to make people happy. I want to be kind. I want to be better." Which I thought was such an interesting um,
5: little quote that I came across. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Well,
0: this is going to be fun. These these are the signs that you have a high IQ and maybe you don't even know it. They're like... A little surprising and unexpected so let's go through it together and let's see how many of them we have
1: okay are we ready number yep. <laughs> you know sherry i just i don't need any other Max- reason for some self-loathing i'm really okay go ahead we'll see i
0: think you're going to be pleasantly surprised okay ready okay sign yes. number sign number one you are a quick learner People with a high IQ grasp new concepts quickly. They have an aptitude for acquiring and retaining knowledge across all different categories and domains. I think that applies to you. You don't think that applies to you?
7: Define quickness. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, quick. Quick, quickish. As compared to
0: slow. Okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Or not at all, right?
0: This next one is you for sure you have high emotional intelligence. People with high IQs they're, 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 there's this fallacy that oh if you're really if you have a really high IQ you're not going to be really good with people or you can have not a great high IQ but re, be really emotionally intelligent. But it turns out that emotional intelligence is very strongly associated with a high IQ because intelligent people tend to have a heightened awareness of their own feelings. And they're more they're more likely to recognize and empathize with other people's feelings. I think that's you. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Lamar. I, I, can I can I hit a little sidebar over here? Just a couple months ago, she did a little bit where she said that they tell people they have high emotional IQ <laughs> who they don't think are particularly <laughs> very bright. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Sherry has said Give that hope. about me. It's a it's a. But that's something they say about people. Well. He might not over here, but he's got emotional. So I just thought I would point that out before we move along. (laughs) Max, you are not going to
0: believe what the third sign is. You just played right into my hands. People with high IQs have great long-term memories.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The
0: The prosecution rests, your honor. Okay. Prosecution rests. Um, so while, the, while an IQ test doesn't measure thing like stuff you've learned, it measures your capacity to learn and your ability to, to crystallize what you learn into permanent knowledge. the people with a great long-term memory obviously have what? A huge advantage because if you remember what you learn, you can apply it in the future, right?
4: Yeah. Here's the
0: next sign that you have a high IQ. You're really good at communicating very complex things in simple terms. I think I think you've got that. Okay. I do. Um, high people with high IQs have strong verbal skills. They're able to effortlessly articulate their ideas. They have extensive vocabularies, and they are very persuasive communicators.
1: We're trying to convince Maxie Smart, this is the saddest bit. ever.
4: <laughs> Regardless Here's, the of ne- what you think.
0: Here's the next sign. You have strong critical thinking skills. That's a major sign of a high IQ. People with high IQ really excel at critical thinking and logical reasoning. They're good at evaluating, but they're also good at making connections between seemingly unrelated concepts. Mm. And when I, when I think about, because not only do we work on this t- together and have for a gazillion years um, we work on another podcast together that is super dense, super dense yes. with um, all sorts of details and information. And, Mr., you're keeping
1: up just fine. <laughs> I think you're doing a great. It's job. called the True Weird Stuff podcast. <laughs> further proof that I'm not as stupid as they thought look, I was. Look at his
0: memory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look at this memory. I
6: remember.
0: Here's the next one, and you can't. You can't tell me that you're not good at problem solving. People with high IQs tend to be really good at problem solving. Hell, that's all you do around here all day long is problem solve. Number seven, people with high IQs tend to be daydreamers. Daydreaming is associated with intelligence and creativity. Mr. Looking out the window and thinking his thoughts during Shh, class. Sh- sure.
1: I would be looking out a window if I had a window where I work, but I don't.
0: <laughs> There's no win- That's why you don't daydream as much. And finally, the last sign of a person with a high IQ, people with high IQs are very comfortable with ambiguity. They yeah. don't need things to be black and white, this or that, up or down. People with high IQ tend to be able to um, deal with the possibility that it's unknown and may never be known. Like for here's an example of how Maxduck deals very well with ambiguity. Will you still have a job in a week? Will there ever be any (laughs) retirement? (laughs) Who knows who can say, but you got to be comfortable with that so that you can come in and solve problems and remember things. I thought you would be so excited because you're so hard on yourself. That internal voice. This reminds me of
1: when I would watch Jeopardy with my parents. They would watch there and, you know, and I would know some answers. And then my mother would say, you are smart (laughs) to my father. And So it was like this had been a discussion. And so she's just going, see, I thought he was smart. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but look. Max's also, inner voice also small is... Also, people
7: are tall. Smart <laughs> people are tall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Max, Max's inner voice all day long is, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Nobody yeah. likes you. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: turns out you actually have a yeah, very, very oh, cute... All right. right. Yeah. Okay. All right.
5: It's Bob and Sherry.
1: <laughs> you're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry.
5: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandcherry.com. Michelle joins us right now. Michelle, you got
9: dumped on New Year's Eve? Yeah, I got dumped on New Year's Eve.
2: Oh, um, what a rat. How did that happen?
9: Uh, well, my ex boyfriend and I, we had been off and on for three years. And mm-hmm. over the three years, I had always spent every holiday with his family and stuff like this. And mm-hmm. we would always get back together, like... Mm-hmm in the holidays and when we would come home from college and stuff like this and then we would do the long distance thing and this last year or whatever i we spent all of the christmas break together thanksgiving with um christmas and all this stuff and then on new year's you know we had a great night did the whole first kiss thing and all this and i asked him i said you know so what does this mean are we back together and he's said. No, I don't want to be with you. I'm not going to be with you. It still hurts.
2: I can hear it in your voice. Michelle. Was this last year? Yeah. Oh, baby. You know what?
0: I've I've got to give the guy one thing. He didn't waste your time with a bunch of, it's not you, it's me.
9: He pretty much came
0: right out and said, hey, Michelle, it's you.
9: Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean... Yeah, he did the whole it's not you it's me thing for, like, every time that he would come up with an excuse on why we're not together. But that last time, you know.
2: That is the oldest. Really? That is the oldest routine. Oh, I, I'm just so screwed up. It's it's not. Uh, it's not you. It's me. Oh, please. But that's please why
0: I got to give him a little bit of respect for just cutting to no, the chase.
2: No, no respect. No respect for him. I appreciate he, honesty. He, he took yeah. advantage of Michelle. He had somebody to bring home was real cute and nice to his family year after year. And right. then when when you said you had a good time on New Year's, um, did that mean you had a good time on New Year's?
9: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Then and then he did that to her, and I, then he uh-huh. says goodbye.
0: Do you mean yeah. you had that, the kind of good time yeah. Bob's talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And then he did. Yeah. What would a
9: pig! Yeah.
2: Well, exactly. mean, so you had the good time, and then how many how many minutes or hours after you had the good time did well, did he say I don't yeah, want to the, be with you?
9: The next morning.
2: The next morning. And yeah, we
9: had breakfast with his family and everything,
2: and then. I'm sorry, you were sleeping with with him over at his uh, parents' house.
9: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Strumpet. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Just kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, she, she she surely was. Um uh, I, I know her. I know her and she doesn't feel that way.
0: Michelle. I love those old fashioned words. So um oh, and God, you had no Michelle. now yeah. let's let's think about this together. You uh, had no inkling that this was coming. You couldn't feel the vibe.
9: Well, no. I mean when you're spending every day for three weeks with somebody and on the phone with them when you're not together and you know feeling i mean that to me is like a a sign that you're going to be yeah going. where is he
2: where is he this holiday do you know
9: uh i don't know i haven't talked well okay uh, shame on me
6: but
1: no no no
9: oh, <laughs> don't tell
1: me. just let her go tell us. go ahead
9: okay a few months after um New Year's, he actually asked me out again. So then we got back together for a few more months, and then probably about two months ago, I was finally like, you know, I, I really deserve more than this, and there's like so much more out there. Than oh, good. Because oh, I was
0: yeah, afraid maybe yeah, you'd put yeah. your pride on layaway and didn't have enough money to get it back yeah. out. We Michelle. were gonna loan it right. to you.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: I mean, um, the thing was, is he was my first real boyfriend, and you he know, was your the first guy I ever brought home and everything like that. So I thought that that was bit it like you know that was going to be it and then i realized like oh my god if this is it
2: then god this sucks so. well i'm glad you i'm glad you came to that realization so young in your life you know he, even though he was the first boyfriend the first real love the first mm-hmm. time you ever slept and had sex in somebody's house with their mom and dad right upstairs all of awful. those things that everyone's been through um uh, but and yes. do you have another guy now michelle is there somebody else that you're with now
9: um, I actually just met somebody two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. but we're not doing the holidays together or anything like that. That's like a... <laughs>
2: so, yeah, uh, you've been out with him more than once?
9: Yeah, yep. I actually, I spent Thanksgiving break with him.
2: Where was, the, what did you do?
9: Um, well, he is a foreign exchange student from England, and he came over to my parents' house or whatever. He had his first Thanksgiving, and um, yeah. And we just hung out. We went mini golfing, and you know, it sounds fun. Like that it sounds. Yeah, Where did
2: he sleep? Where did he sleep? The foreign exchange to... Oh,
9: in a spare bedroom. In a
2: spare house. bedroom. All right, you yeah. didn't go down there. Did
9: you sneak down? Did you sneak didn't... down? You did. You did. You down?
8: did you know you did? Did you, know you... Know you, did. Did just, you sneak just down? Just to kiss no. him. No.
4: Just to kiss no. him.
8: No. No. Yes
9: she did. Uh-huh.
2: You think she did? Everyone we in the room think thinks you did, did, Michelle.
9: Okay, I kissed him goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I was I right! to <laughs> Liar. Liar I didn't
2: like sneak into the room with that.
4: Did he sneak
0: into your room, Michelle? I think you're are you in law no. school? I think huh? you're gonna yeah, be a lawyer. A I feel dodging. I feel law school know, for uh, you.
9: I'm actually a preschool teacher. Did he sneak into your room? No, 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 no. I gotta set a good example for my kids. You know, I can't be doing that stuff.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, um, lesson learned, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And he's and look, if you had not been dumped by that other guy, you wouldn't have a guy with a really super cute British accent, right? There you go.
2: That's exactly, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Michelle, have a great, happy holiday. I'm going to give you the jingle stick.
9: There you Ooh, go. Thank you. I've been looking
2: forward to it. You so <laughs> went in that room.
9: You, you know so win in there.
2: Leave us a talk back. Talk
5: back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: I want to say hey to all of our uh, Wisconsin listeners. Um, there's a bill in front of the Wisconsin legislature to allow 14 year olds to serve alcohol to see to customers in bars and restaurants. So if it passes, your 14 year old server can make a wine recommendation. And I've given that a lot of thought. I've given that a lot of thought. And um, I'm picturing my daughter, Olivia, when she was 14, coming to your table. the to Scappars. Tonight, the chef has a swordfish. <laughs> There's wine. Okay, we do have a special. The Mendocino Perdice Trograt Reserve Petite Syrah. It has highly aromas. Of nutmeg and oak and black pepper. (laughs) Followed by like, kind of like a lively rush, you know, of like fresh pepper. Plum. (laughs) Soft tannins.
1: (sighs) That's one of my favorite things you've ever done, I swear to God.
0: White Zinfandel, I mean, I am not judging you, but my mother says that's goat pass. (laughs) Uh, so that's what we you know for all of for all of you who complain that you don't get good service in restaurants my name is olivia and (laughs) i'm here to serve you tonight because my mother says she is not paying for my starbucks anymore
2: (laughs) oh god i just don't know how i'm gonna feel about being served by a 14 year old i think i'm going to i'm going to feel guilty I
0: don't know how to say to a 14-year-old. Child, this was supposed to... I ordered this on The Rocks. Well, who does that? I mean, seriously. Have you ever seen a James Bond movie? His martinis are not on The Rocks.
2: So good uh, luck, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. What could go wrong here?
2: (laughs) This is what I want. I want a uh, Tito's martini, straight up, no vermouth, with uh, olives that are plain for me and stuffed for... uh, My wife here, and just slightly, slightly dirty, just what's the likelihood that that's coming back that way?
0: Dude, that is a lot for me to remember.
2: It is a lot.
5: (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry. It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry podcast on the Bob and Sherry app. Get it now in iTunes Store or Google Play.
0: Did you hear that uh, they found a lock of George Washington, as in the first president of the United States, George Washington's hair in a book? Oh, yeah, I did. How did they
2: know it was his hair?
0: Isn't this interesting? Well, it was in an envelope that was labeled Washington's hair.
2: Oh, well, that's that gives it away. And it had a
0: date. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. Well, Bob, it was in an envelope that said, this is Washington's freaking hair.
0: So check it out. Hey, Hamilton fans, this... I'm going to pull this all together for you. It's fascinating. The book, Mary, I have an envelope <laughs> that says Washington's hair. What do you think it is? The book was called Gaines Universal Register or American and British Calendar for the year 1793. And inside the book was an envelope labeled Washington's <laughs> hair, LSS, um, GBS from James A. Hamilton, given him by his mother, August 10th, 1871. James A. Hamilton is the son of Alexander Hamilton and his wife, Eliza Schuyler Hamilton. Oh. The book was inscribed to Philip Schuyler, the brother of Eliza, and the son of General Phillips, Philip Schuyler, who was a friend of George Washington's. And, and back in the day, listen, this is what's interesting that I did not know. Back in the day, people would exchange locks of their hair as a keepsake. Hmm. Like, that was a gesture of friendship. I can see that. They think that Martha Washington gave George's hair to Eliza Schuyler Hamilton, who then gave it to their son, James, who gave it strand by strand as a precious memento to close friends and family members. Because, of course, this
2: was the hair of General Washington. Uh, Is that the reason why? I mean, it wasn't common. People would not say, here's uh, my Uncle Henry's hair.
0: I think, I think you'd have you to, like be to have it special or sentimental. Yeah, right. Like, you might want your Uncle Henry's hair, but yeah. perhaps history mm-hmm. wouldn't. Anyway, it's a huge thing to have... General George Washington's hair in a I'll book. I'll say, yeah. Olivia and I went to a, a I'm museum. sorry,
2: where, where did they find that again? In, 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 a, a book, in a
0: book, in a library's archival collection ah. at Union College.
3: How about um, that? A
0: couple summers ago, my daughter Olivia and I went to a museum, and they had a lock of Robert E. Lee's hair. Oh, is that right? That we,
2: mm-hmm. we kind
0: of stood and looked at.
2: Is, and, it, is it the actual uh, head hair, or it, is it the wig hair?
0: It's chest hair, typically. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, Washington, no, always, hair. Oh, Washington always wore a wig. No, it's head it, hair. It would be head hair, yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> to take it from anywhere else in the body, in my opinion, would be wrong.
0: So, um, you know, we always laugh about George Washington's teeth being carved out of wood. That's not That never really It's not was, really true. No. But when you find out what's actually in George Washington's teeth,
8: mm.
0: you're like, oh, man. Really? I don't, I don't wanna, think
4: I want to know.
2: I
0: don't want to make out with the founding father. Well, you're going to know because I'm going to tell you now. Um... Uh, hippopotamus teeth, bones, animal teeth, a little bit of wood, and brass.
2: Oh, so there was a little bit of wood? They were very complicated.
0: They were, they were dentures. Dentures. These are yeah. the most complicated dentures. Right, right. What must it be like, though, sliding that contraption into Not your mouth good. and trying to chew? Not
2: good. Yeah. And then, then Martha says, man, can you put a retainer on that? You snore. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the father of the country. Oh, my God. He was just voted, by George, the way, by by uh, historians.
0: Thou dost need a
4: Z-pot. He
2: he was voted, um, depending on which study, they had a couple of studies, either number one or number two, best president. I think number two, for the most part, behind Lincoln.
0: Oh, it's interesting because back in the day, um, he was revered as
2: he was great man
0: as a genius. Scholar statesman, almost a godlike figure. Not just by people in in this country in the right. new world, but by people right. in the
2: old world. He was too. an imposing figure too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now you know what was in that envelope yep. marked Washington's hair.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Use the talk back feature talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message.
2: Todd has just pointed out that I have made a mistake. At- I know I know what you think. It doesn't happen very often. So let's give him some air time here. What was my mistake?
3: Uh, your mistake was that you talked about how George Washington wore a wig all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, the National Geographic, so it's somewhat of a reliable source from what I believe. Right. That National Geographic, they have some museums and stuff around. They, uh, they have written out that uh, he did not wear a wig. The really? uh, ponytail and the poofiness of his hair, that was all his own hair. I'll be and doggone. Also, um, he didn't have white hair most of the time. He had a reddish brownish hair huh. and they did kind of powder, powder it, up it occasionally to make it white oh, yeah. because that's how all the generals and stuff. That was a military uh, thing. I have to oh.
0: say, I've given this some thought because uh-huh. I'm such a Hamilton maniac. Um, you, unlike a lot of contemporary modern men, you would look amazing in colonial clothing and a powdered wig. You would look so hmm so adorable in those little sassy britches with the, the white stockings and the buckled shoes and the sort of cutaway coat. And you have the face for a powdered wig. You know,
1: wearing, you, know you, could yeah, you, could. you you could do that and could pull that off. You would look so the, the, handsome. The, the, and the dignified. sentence you have
2: a face for a powdered wig <laughs> is, <laughs> is not anything that, you know, benefits me. <laughs>
0: Not Why don't
2: you pull the wig down a little more?
0: I'll admit it's not a conventional compliment.
2: No, no.
0: But I mean, I can think of guys like Neil in our sales department would look ridiculous yeah. in that kind of attire. He couldn't pull that off. You don't think Neil could? Have? Oh Neil my could. God, Neil would Here's- look ridiculous in knee breeches and a powdered wig. You would look amazing. Well, thank you,
2: thank you. I'm I'm trying to get through it.
0: I think Max bit. would be able to pull it off. Todd no. would look like a pirate who was trying to pass. <laughs> Todd would look like yeah. a scoundrel. You
3: know, I've, I'm, I'm, I've, I dug deeper into this article, and there's actually, they show you the five steps of how he, he did his hair every day. Yeah. And so let's just all conclude that George Washington was one of the first original alternative rock stars because he was wearing his hair really long like Eddie Vedder and, and Chris Cornell. Yeah. And then they would they would yank it back. They would comb it off, uh-huh. and then they would pull his hair back so oh, yeah. hard. In a low pony. His, yeah. And then they put in that ponytail, and then they would curl it for him. So he was curling his hair every day. Are you saying the father of our country was kind of bougie?
2: Uh, slightly. Just slightly. I'm, I'm glad that you said that they did powder it, because I was just about to think that I was going mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, his head was auburn. I thought it was
0: kind of white, but some men powdered their hair because I think that is a carryover from the um, court of the of French nobility. Was isn't that where that trend got started? I'm sure it did. But some men, and but some men, didn't, one of the European maybe courts. didn't want to powder or didn't have awesome hair, and so they would purchase these elaborate wigs. But yeah. I think those were made out of horse hair, yeah, not out of human hair.
2: Well, meg, meg, uh, but Mel, but George Gibson, Washington, Mel Gibson, he didn't wear no wig.
0: George Washington had his natural hair, so he was able to like look around the Independence Hall in Philadelphia and go, Hey, John Hancock, girl, that's one nappy weave. <laughs>
2: you know, we're kidding. I mean, this is a man that, to be revered, obviously, but that Geico ad of Washington crossing the Delaware, Delaware. Parkway... <laughs> And so they're pushing him on the cement and he's standing up and the horns are blowing and he
1: says, we've all got places to go. I'm the only person in the room who actually has a picture in a powdered wig. Oh, let me see. Let me see. I'm I'm looking for it. Uh, Oh, I would like to see that. I was the emperor. I was the emperor in Amadeus. Oh. Not once, but twice.
0: You would pull it off. I'm just telling you, Bob, and you know how you have, like, especially when you're feeling good about yourself... You have a cocky little strut. If we put you in, if we put you in like the colonial uniform.
2: See, the colonial uniform I like very, very you, much.
0: I mean, you could rock those little knee pants and
2: those, those a powdered I, No, I'd I like, I, here's what I would like. I would like the uh, the tight white
4: mm-hmm.
2: sort of pants, but not with the buckle shoes, with, with those cool boots. Cavalry boots? Yeah. yeah. And that blue coat. And you've mm-hmm. got a
0: cocky little strut. You could go up and down the hallway like that. Max, you look good.
2: There's a picture. You should post that picture of Max in a white wig. That's very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, um, facing a British soldiers with spears on the end of their guns.
1: They're bayonet. bayonets. The
2: bayonets. The whatever. Was a,
1: that was a different era of fighting. Whatever. Uh,
2: <laughs> and those, those guys. I
1: think it was a different century of fighting. <laughs>
2: Some had spears. You don't know that. I, I, Bob, I read that. I was right it, was, it was a special. It was a special British regiment.
1: Bob's
0: battlefield genius right. um, was planning and strategy. And you're not going to do that on the front line.
2: And here's my strategy running <laughs> those those uh, British soldiers. I did this uh, tour of a revolutionary battlefield not long ago, and they were trained with those uh, bayonets. And they were lethal sabers. What
0: did they call them? Bayonets. Did they call them bayonets then?
2: Yeah, um, and it, it was one of the most um, fear-inducing things that American soldiers and some of our American soldiers back then were 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. And don't forget, you didn't you didn't have automatic weapons. You had those muskets. You got one shot. So let's say you missed. Let's say the British soldier missed. They still have that bayonet, and they are trained to kill you with one swipe in that bayonet. I mean, those boys were so freaking brave.
1: Most soldiers never used their bayonet to kill anybody, but they had a multitude of other uses. They used to stick them in the ground and put a candle in the top of it, and that's how they would be able to see at night, to be able to write, like, Mm -hmm. write home and do all that sort of stuff. Those Mm -hmm. bayonets had a multitude of other uses. I bet they did,
2: yeah. I bet they did, but the training that they got, according to what I saw, was uh, extensive.
1: They they started with spears. They didn't all have. That's the right. That's
2: right. They started with. That spears. That was a
1: special battalion. So <laughs> don't be
0: emailing Bob and telling him he's ignorant because right. we won't yeah. have it.
2: If if you couldn't get through the spear um, training, then you could not get a band. Yeah. There you go. Now you know.
1: It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry.
5: It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. podcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: Bob, I need you to take a deep breath because what I'm about to say is going to cause you actual physical pain. Are you ready?
2: It's what, time why, now. Why, 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 do you, why do you want to bring that to me? Seriously, why do you want to bring that to me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's time now to know what your love language at work is.
4: That's uh, right. At right work?
0: work? At work? Love language, Yes. yes. And you know how you feel about just love languages in general. And now you have to know your work love language. And I knew that would cause you pain. So it's all about appreciation. Um, 93% of employees who said they feel valued are motivated to do their best work and are more engaged and have no desire to look for another job. So that's obvious, right? You go, well, of course that. Yeah, when people feel appreciated, they're happy. The right. problem is, is that most employees do not feel appreciated. Right. Men, um, They feel that management does not care about their well-being, does not appreciate their effort, just expects them to be available 24-7 and to mm-hmm. be satisfied with, instead of an adequate paycheck, a quarterly pizza party. So mm-hmm. here are the love languages of the workplace. Words of af- they're very similar to your regular love languages. Your words of affirmation, quality mm-hmm. time, tangible gifts, appropriate physical touch, and acts of service. So I'm going to just go right out here and guess that for anyone managing Bob Lacey, he is not interested in spending quality time with you. There is no physical touch that could ever be appropriate. (laughs) Words of affirmation are great. Cash money is even better. And an act of service, I don't know, maybe. Because what you're looking Um, for is a way to feel appreciated. Go ahead, Bob.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, um, my uh, words of affirmation uh, at work were always, so long. (laughs) (laughs) So see long. I'll see you Monday. Um, I had a program director once when I was in television, actually. And he said, you know, most of the folks who work here really don't care about how big the money is they're making. They just want to have the right equipment and uh, be told they're doing a good job.
7: <laughs> I've heard that, I, too. I've looked heard at. That. D- have you Really? You've heard the I've, same yeah, thing. I've heard people say, you know, when it comes right down to it, money is not the motivator. I'm like, who are you talking yeah. to? I see your she lips moving. But out. I don't understand these words you're saying. People what show up for one thing, money. Got to make a living. Yeah. Got to make yeah. a living. Yeah. Now, if you enjoy and doing I, it, that's great. But you still yeah. got to make a living.
2: And by the I way, was, the person who was saying these words was upper, man, not top management, but upper management, you know, with a nice 401k and if yeah. the station is ever sold a good, a good buyout.
0: I, I'm looking at the section of the workplace love languages that's about appropriate physical touch. And, and they said, you know, some examples of this might be a high five for a job well done or a fist bump for making a big sale. You know what? No, just how about a paycheck? How about we just, how about I come here and I spend eight or 10 or 12 hours here, and then when I leave, you give me money for my time. And what, we can what
2: is the deal with the high five? The, the, first of all, I haven't seen a high five since the Fresh Prince. Um, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and and secondly again with a high five. I mean, what are we the wolves of Wall Street? We just screwed somebody out of 200 million dollars and you do high five because you have no soul? No, no, no. No. So,
0: Lamar, you you know, we only know the um unique circumstances of Workplace environment and broadcast. Yeah, y'all live in a
7: y'all have lived in a bubble for a long, long a little time. bit. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. um, yeah. when
0: you were when you were working eighty hours a week at your former career, were you? Was it was a fist bump good
7: enough for you, buddy? <laughs> was, what you were looking you for? You know, nobody's against a pat on the back, okay? But right. don't do the pat on the back in lieu of a recognizable wage, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, it's and good by to the keep way, morale up, but I mean, you've got to pay, got to the pay me
2: the pizza party. The pizza party is now such a cliche. If, if you're in <laughs> charge of, of morale for where you work, if you bring out the pizza party, people hate you. It's like, you know, every see like in car, old cartoons, little daggers coming out of the, you know, the character's eye. They hate oh, okay.
7: you for that. It doesn't well, work. Here's what you know. Here's what you know. When they say pizza party. That means pizza party, no bonus. Pizza party. Yeah, right. Everybody has a good time, but they're not handing out any checks at the pizza party. <laughs>
2: the, and I'll the tell you
4: thing what. it's
7: like
0: like you love pizza, but wouldn't you rather yeah. eat it with your friends and family?
7: Yeah. <laughs> you know? but like wait, in your own time. But wait, time? but wait. If it's at a when staff meeting, it's okay. But when they have a pizza party at work, do they go to the really good pizza place? And no. bring in really good pizza. No. They go get something that's five bucks a piece, and they stack them up, and you can't right. tell the pizza from the box. And right. yeah, that's it's never great pizza.
2: You know what the worst of never that is? Pizza. And and Sherry and I have been, and she would look over at me. So like we've been up since four thirty in the morning, and they decide to have a stupid staff meeting, which was totally unnecessary. At about one o'clock in the afternoon, but don't worry, we're, we've got pizza. And, and I go, well, I don't want to be there. But all right, all right, all right, I'm going to get pizza. The pizzas come in, but some jackass who's leading the meeting keeps talking and talking, and I just can't <laughs> look you're not at anything. To have the
0: pizza. You yeah, can't you're have not it, have the and pizza. it's getting and cold. it's cold. Yeah, yeah it's, cold.
2: it's getting cold. And as he's talking, all I see is his head turns into a pizza. And, and that's all I can think about. Bob, we had that one staff meeting in the big
0: conference room, and yeah. I had gone out to the lobby, and the pizza was getting delivered. This was around 945, and the staff meeting wasn't till 11. Right. And they didn't stop talking till noon. That pizza had been marinating on the conference room table for hours.
2: It's solid and just nasty at that And
0: point. gelatinous. Yeah, that's right. But the, but the right. manager says... Have have as much as you want. Oh yeah. please sir, thank you. Can I have oh. some more? It's
5: Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website, the oddcast contest info, Bob and Sherry.com.
2: So we were just talking about how we don't want pizza parties at work. We want we want a bonus. We want cash. Everybody feels that way. This is Lamar, you'll appreciate this because you've done stand-up comedy. I was hired to and I was so nervous. I was gonna do some stand-up jokes and a welcoming to the entire employees, all of the employees at a textile mill just before Christmas. And so I was very excited about it, and I worked up my jokes and everything, and I had on my best jacket and tie, and there was like 200 people there. And so I'm getting ready to go on, and I'm going to be brought on by the big boss at the textile factory. And he goes up, and all of the people know that, I mean— it's not a lot because you don't become a textile magnate by being generous to people, but they would get a, like a hundred bucks cash for Christmas and a big turkey. And everybody, they were, people were talking about it. Everybody was so excited about it. And so the uh, manager was the general manager, not the owner of the textile factory was going to bring me on. And I'm standing there and he goes, well, glad to see a lot of you out there. We've got, two, three generations who've worked here at blah, 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 textiles. It's just nice to see. And uh, y'all have worked hard this year. We're still there. We're going. But times are uh, a little tight, and we're not going to be able to give out the bonuses this year. Hope we can next year, but we're not going to bring out the bonuses this year. Here's Bob Lacey. <laughs> I was unsure of my stand-up skills to begin with.
4: To oh my try God. to
2: break through looking at 200 faces who are not getting turkeys or Christmas money. I don't think Seinfeld could have worked the crowd, honest to God. <laughs> I, I'm, I get the sweats right now just thinking about that. Oh, I can't. Oh, so man. you got to think about what you're saying and doing. It's Bob and Sherry.
9: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today.
1: You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, BobandSherry.com. Download our free app too. Get the Oddcast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening